Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? I am drinking my Connecticut beer. Yay! I'm out of Connecticut on our Boston to Bar Harbor challenge, which means now I'm only one state behind Kyle instead of two. Yes. So I am drinking the Whiskered Wit from Beard Brewing, which is in Stonington, Connecticut. This is a beer that we got off halftime when we got all of our state beers. It has a very cute label with like a little dog nose. Yeah, it, I've it's, liked. I've, it's, it's very cute. It's been at the front of our beer fridge uh, because just the way I had to stack them in there. If you're really interested in the, in the uh, architecture of our beer fridge, uh, it's been the front of this particular stack of the beers from this challenge for a while. And I thought the can looked. I know. Really cool. I was going slow. <laughs> Not what I was saying. Uh, but I think it's a really cool looking can is what I was getting at. It like, a lot of cans have like the wrap all the way around. Like this, this looks like it came from a small brewery. Yes. You know, it, it's like a metal can with like a sticker on the front, sticker on the back. They say that it's their way of entering the world of craft beer in a way that was a little different from everyone else. So it has no coriander, which apparently a lot do. And it has curacao orange peel. Ooh. Um, I took a sip just before we started recording. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Oh, good. It reminds me a lot of like an Oberon. I mean, it's, it's a whipped beer style ale with orange zest. That's like official title. It reminds me a lot of like an Oberon. 22-year-old me would have said like it's the best blue moon I've ever had. It's like go. very okay. much in that style. But I feel like the orange flavor is way more... Orange flavor and orange smell are way more pronounced. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's got a really nice, like, it's pretty, it's kind of translucent. Uh, it's like definitely, uh, like, not, it's filtered a little bit. Not totally, not super hazy. You can see your, your fingers on the other yeah. side. It's got a really nice, like, dark burnt orange color and a nice white foamy head. Yeah, it poured with like a pretty thick head. It's like very weedy, very orangey. Oh, yeah. What a summer beer. It's quite delicious. That's great. Nice. I like it a lot. A lot of a lot of wheat and orange. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strong Oberon vibes. Strong, yeah. Spiced. That's quite that's quite good. It's, I like that a it's lot. very, very good. Um this is a brewery we've never been to. I think I've talked before that like I grew up in Connecticut and yeah, is it a west side of the state brewery? No. No. It's it's Stonington is right by Mystic. Huh. So it's like east half of the state. I've been to wineries in Stonington, but I'd never even heard of this place. So well, we'll have ma to go. Makes me wonder how long it's uh how long it's been there. Yeah. Um but big fan of this. Was definitely worth the wait. It Good. has having the beers has made this challenge so much more fun. Like I was real motivated to get out of Connecticut and could not wait to crack this one open. Yes, so absolutely. Very excited. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking the Clueless Wonder Double IPA from Drecker Brewing Company in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, this is actually really handy because on the side of their cans, they have what it's brewed with. So oh. uh, this has, I mean, a ton of hops like mosaic they've got mosaic citra azaka cashmere lemon drop 007 and huel melon so that's seven different types of wow. hops in here uh and it's got there it's got some oats it's brewed with oats which means it's like it's super hazy it this looks is, like pulpy orange yeah juice. and it, it it really uh it tastes like it too like it is this is extremely my stuff uh right here 
Like I love this. It's really um, heavy citrus, very juicy. Um, you get some of the orange peel taste, but like it's a lot of clementine and then it oh. follows up with like, I think it's tangerine or something. Like just tons of citrus fruits coming through to me. Uh, really silky on the mouth. Uh, you actually quite like it. That's actually, it, it has sort of like a bitter, earthy end, like yeah. aftertaste that I'm not, that all IPAs taste like to me, but first first sip of that is quite good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. And uh, that's interesting because, like, I feel like Drecker does all those smoothie beers, and I don't like yeah, those. That's why I was looking. That's why I was looking at. Uh, that's how it's spelled. You have yes, yes, it is. You have uh, a, a bone to pick with Drecker often because they have lactose in their beers. I'm Always. looking. I don't see lactose mentioned in here on the can at all. Uh, but it's brewed with enough. It's got oats, carafoam, spelt, and pale to row as the malt so it's brewed with enough stuff that makes it like really smooth yeah. as it is and and uh, i don't think it really needs it but man uh after a few different things from drecker that we were i wasn't like super keen on i was kind of like skeptical about this one and it's knocked it out of the park it was really good yeah that's one of the better ipas we had uh do we want to talk about where we got this yes off the top? so uh I know, I'm trying to remember what it, that they partnered with. It was Hop Culture and Halftime. It was Beer Advocate. Beer Advocate. And Halftime. That's it. I got, it. I got an email from Hop Culture today. That's Hop Culture was the first yes. beer festival so, we did. So uh, we did a IPA fest uh, with uh, Beer Advocate and Halftime, the, our, our, new, our new favorite uh, beer store. In not sponsored, our new, just fans. New York beer store. Yeah, we're not, not sponsored, just fans. Uh, but it was a, a two-day primetime uh, streaming festival, similar to the one we did, uh, the, bre the breakfast uh, beers festival, in that we bought the beer, yeah. they shipped it to us ahead of time, which was easy peasy, got yep. here plenty of time, really nice. Uh, and then there was programming for us to stream on the internet uh, as we uh, yeah, stream on the internet. Uh, programming for us to stream and watch uh, you know, people talk about the beers, essentially. Yeah, so the one, the beer festival we did, the, mor the like, Saturday morning beer festival we did in March? February, late February. February with Hop Culture. Yes. Um, it was, like, a day of programming that was really, like, they built panels around different themes. Like, they right. had, like, you know, a couple people on to talk about, like, how they brew coffee stouts. This was really more, less like going to like a presentation and more like going booth to booth and like drinking yeah. with the brewers, which, which based on what they were writing and like the message boards and stuff, it seemed like that was more the style they were trying to recreate. I honestly don't think I've ever been to an in-person beer fest. Hmm. I have, but not, I wasn't there to try the beer. I was just there to drink yeah. a bunch of beer. So I don't. I don't feel like I can reliably say like which of these two formats more accurately captured like the programming that would be at an in-person beer fest, sure. but they were quite different. Yeah. So this one was almost more uh, like we've previously talked about our uh, Church Key beer 
but I'm trying to think what the formal academy name. beer academy yes uh, where in that we like all jo- joined a zoom call and there were six beers or whatever and the uh, you know, we had a guide who took us through and drank each beer talked about it talked to the uh, the brewer or someone who could speak about the beer very much like that where yeah. there were two hosts who were just hysterical progressively getting hammered so fun and just just having the time of their lives uh i mean he- it was all heavy beers yeah it was ipa so fest. that's why we have so many left over yeah. uh so, i also took sips of most of them and was like nope yeah nope. i mean there there was no way to do this beer festival and drink all the be- like to do the programming as they intended as uh you'd have to two split. people one uh, like, and then we had a friend over on the first night, but he was driving, so it was not like we were going to like he was not going to split. Uh, I think there's five. There were five beers each night. Yes. So and you, each brewery's presentation was half hour. Yeah. So basically, you had a a new beer every half hour. And so that's just, and then like we did it on Saturday night, and it's just like it's not. It's not gonna work. If you were splitting all of them with people who didn't have to drive, and you had two and a half beers each over. Three hours. The three hours, like that, would be doable, right? I think the key but, to the key to this one would have been uh, having more people around. Yeah. But it in, instead, what we what we did was like we kind of picked and chose the ones that we wanted to do. Like for instance, DC Brow was a part of it, so we made yep. sure to drink the DC Brow. Uh, <clears throat> I forget what the offering was. Sticky something. Sticky fine. Sticky fine. Uh, really cool can, trippy can. Really, really trippy can. Really great beer. Really like something that I really enjoyed from them. Uh, so you like I drank that while they talked to the DC Brow guy, and then uh, I think Drecker was up next, and I skipped Drecker, and then I joined with the next one, which was Lamplighter, I believe, mm-hmm. in uh, in Massachusetts, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and drank with them. And like, but I only had two that night, and like then we we kind of tuned out. And like the on Friday night, I think we had a couple. But uh, we kind of tuned t- on the background. Yeah, we had we kind of had it on the background and we're talking and like drinking along with the beers some somewhat. But it was kind of, I mean, if it was just me and for this beer festival, it kind of was because you do not right. like this stuff. So like, I I took little no thank you sips. I tried everything. Yeah, you would generally like I would come down with a pint glass for me. Yep. And a four ounce taster for you, and like pour some of that in there. And sometimes you would drink the whole four ounce taster. Sometimes you had a sip and I poured it into my glass. And so I was not going to be drinking five beers every right. half hour or five, you know, five beers with a half hour in between each one. Right. That are like, for instance, this clueless wonder here is, I believe, 8%, uh, 7%, something like that. I can't find where it says now. But they're big beers. They're big beers. So you're not going to be like plowing away uh, into them. So uh, probably not the best if you wanted to do like a guided tasting, yeah, not the best way to go about that. But now we have like a bunch of these IPAs cool that I'm looking forward to drinking. I noted this to you after the first night, and I would just like to note it publicly for posterity. Not a single woman, yeah, graced our screen. Which, like, I understand the brewing industry is dominated by men, but there are female brewers doing good stuff. Yeah. As we saw in the hop culture thing, they, I feel like hop culture really made an effort to have a very diverse crowd. Yeah. One of their hosts was a woman. Yeah. And it didn't strike me then, but watching this, I was like, oh, there has not been, it's just a lot of dudes on our screen. Yeah. 
which which is fine, but I think is worth noting because there are a lot of women brewers who are doing good stuff right. who can be included. No, it was in these there things. was a lot of white dudes in this uh, particular beer festival, and and you know that's I think unfortunately reflective of the industry at large. I think a lot of like you said, there are a lot of uh, great women brewers. There are a lot of people of color who are out there uh, brewing, but I think. You go to a brewery a lot of the times you see white guys like it's just kind of like the stereotypical stereotypical yes. uh like it, it's unfortunate i think part of but i think things like this perpetuate that yes exactly. if you're gonna pick 10 ipas from across the country you can include a woman and a person of color yes. right that, that does not feel like a ton to ask to try to make the industry more inclusive and i do feel that like you are not as sensitive to it as I am, right? As a woman, like we go to do our homebrew class and it's like all dudes and me. Like right. brewery stuff is always all dudes and like a token woman and there was not even a token woman. Yeah. So I think that could have been better. That was one thing we like, you have to do the work uh, to, do, to bring representation in the craft beer field. And uh, Hop Culture did the work and brought in a lot of people of color and a lot of uh, uh, female brewers and uh, beer advocate did not. They they just kind of they, they they went to people they like who are presumably or beers that they could to get could they could get and did not really think about it. So uh, that was like you said, a little disappointing. Uh, something that we noted and um, keep in the back of our minds. But like you know, it was it I'm was not, also I'm not gonna like skewer them for it. But I do feel like you know, who knows if they're gonna listen to this podcast? But like people only get better. If, yeah. if you point these things out, and I think it was worth noting, because to me it was very obvious. Yeah. I I honestly, I thought like the, um, you thought the hosts were hysterical. I thought like the shtick got old for me after a while. It was, it was very bro-y. Like, yeah. Like it was very much like, like the, the, the hop culture one that we participated in was very much like, let's talk about the beer and take this like we're taking the beer seriously even as like the host got completely hammered there's a lot of chugging in this one which is not how i enjoy my beer it was there was a lot of like um like in the hop culture one it was very much like we want to display the cool stuff you're doing we want to talk about cool processes we want to drink some good beer and we're going to like we're gonna like, uh, you know, just like enjoy this industry and kind of celebrate this industry. Whereas this one was kind of like, oh, we're getting messed up, man. Yeah. Like, like at one point, I think the part that like, you know, like we said on Friday we had it on the background, and like there would be a panel, and then or like a panel, there'd be an interview, and then they take a little break, and then they come back from the break and they do the next interview, and at one point they came back and we had been talking, not really paying attention, and uh, comes back and the host is smoking a joint. And yeah. like, whatever, do your thing. But they clearly did not know that they were back on camera and like got caught off guard and were like, oh my God, <laughs> like whatever. And like- It was a little unprofessional. It was, it was just like a, a little bit more like, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to harsh anyone's vibe or whatever, but like I came in expecting kind of more like, you know, serious beer talk, I suppose. And the only time that like there were insightful kind of questions were the ones they took from yeah. uh, the audience, the message board people who were posting them. It was also, I don't know, I just found the hop culture, the hop culture session, while people, well, the host definitely got wasted, felt a lot less about getting drunk. Like there was, yeah, exactly. there was a panel on coffee. 
that I learned so much from that was so interesting. There was a panel on like can art. Like there were panels that you could enjoy and learn from that weren't like centered around drinking. Right. It was about enjoying the beer as opposed to getting drunk. So it was, it was just a little, it was a little disappointing. I'm glad we got, I, I, I was not, uh, I enjoyed hearing from the brewers, but I, uh, I was glad we got the beer, but that. I don't know, like Hop Culture is doing another one that's like a queer did I say that right? It sounds weird in my head. Queer. Queer. I'm saying it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like 5%. Yeah, I might have had, it. had three quarters of a beer. <laughs> like, oh, words are crazy in my mouth. Uh, it's like a queer beer festival sure. for Pride. Um, again, showcasing their emphasis on diversity in the brewing industry. Like, right. would love to do it. Don't know that I would be eager to do another. Like, Beer Advocate is doing a lager fest. Between lagers and that format, not high on my yeah. list. Yeah. So, I don't know. Go ahead. Can I just say one you're, more you're, thing? You're, you're, you're excited to say this. We had, to me, one of the highlights was, you know, if you listen to us at all, you know that we love pairing beer and food. Mm-hmm. So, I made carrot cake bars, which was supposed did. to pair really well with IPA. I thought they went together very well. I did. I did two on, the, on night two. Uh, the one I had, I had on, on Friday night... I had. Uh, I really liked that. You really one. liked this beer. I, f- I forget which beer it was, and it's probably for the best because I don't want to trash it. Uh, but like, I did not like it at all. It tasted like, I don't know. It, just, it was not. It was not my favorite. I think I gave it a pretty low rating on, on my Untapped. Uh, so I was not super thrilled with. It. I was like, I was really enjoying the carrot cake uh, blondie because I was not super uh, happy with the beer, but. On night two, when I had a beer that I liked, it tasted really well together. I thought it was really solid. It was very fun. I was like, what? I mean, the festival went from 8 to 11 both nights, which is like a squirrely and dessert time for us. And yeah. I was like, what will go well? And we, we did like, we did burgers one night. And pizza the second and we did, night. You, you did like a, I'm not good with spice, but you did like a spicy pizza, yeah. which is supposed to like oh, pair well with super, it. super, super good. Uh, so we were like intentional about our food choices too, which yeah. is like very us and made it. I think we, like I had fun this weekend, but like kind yeah, of I around mean, the festival. Exactly. I mean, there was like the festival was on in the background on Friday and I didn't really feel like I was missing much. Yeah. Uh, of like listening to you know like it, it, we, when we watch it on Saturday like I enjoyed it uh, it was fun to hear from a few of them but I didn't feel like uh, we had missed a ton of good content by kind of skipping out on and, and, yeah. and, and focusing on you know our friend was our friend was over and just actually having a uh, like a real social interaction everyone vaccinated yeah uh, it was so that was was that was the highlight. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, the highlight wasn't my carrot cake. <laughs> it's okay. Our unfair. friend's company was better than the carrot cake. I agree. It's like one A and one B to me. Uh, but the but like you know, got to drink some cool beers from outside Virginia. Like right now, we're like we, since since we have moved out here, we've been focusing drinking a lot of uh, local there's stuff. So many and there's good so things. Ma- there's so many different, you know, different and good breweries around here that we can try. So we've been drinking a lot of stuff that's, you know, focused here. So like I like I one of the reasons I like doing these kind of things and like Tavour, we got a, a box of Tavour that I'm going to pick up soon. Uh, is to get, you know, like from a brewery outside of, you know, 15 20 mile uh, radius of us, which don't get me wrong, 
there's a lot of good stuff happening in this 15 to 20 mile radius but it's good to have an excuse to drink outside of it sometimes this is part of the reason i love craft beer and that i like love on tap now like i've always been big on like collecting souvenirs when i go places right and like craft beer feels very much like that to me that it's like like i'm drinking a wit beer tastes similar to other wit beers but like the water is different like the process is slightly different like it like you can go someplace and try a beer and especially things that aren't mass produced that like don't ship things that are small enough like stony creek in connecticut you know it's not on devour like you can go there and it's the only place like there might be other kinds of that styles only place in the world that you can have that beer yeah and it i just it's such like a cool way to experience local places and like seek out this like local flavor that makes places unique. I just, and I love like untapped being able to like, be like, I, you know, I, it's like Pokemon, gotta catch them all, right? Like I I love like collecting the beers. Um, So it's very fun. And these festivals are a great opportunity to get things that aren't from around here that we never would get otherwise. Totally. And before we like move on to the, to our our next topic, I will say like, as you talk about that, I'm reminded of uh, Lamplighter's uh, particular interview uh, they bur- They had a, an IPA. I'm blanking on the name. I remember it tasting good. I don't remember what, what rating I it gave like it. it. You didn't like it. I liked it a lot. Uh, but I did, and it was one of those like I didn't like it at first sip, and by the time that I finished, I was like, that was really good. Uh, but the brewer was talking. You know, they're in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and apparently, I'm. It's been a long time since I've been to Boston in the in the Boston area. Apparently, the water in Cambridge is very salty from the ocean. And uh, no, he said it was runoff from the roads. Oh, runoff from the roads. It was like that's road right. salt. Yeah, road and salt. I was like, right. whoa. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I can't believe I, yeah, that, that's something I can't believe I haven't experienced in Michigan. But uh, he said that, yeah, it's, those, the run, like you said, runoff from the roads, you're right, um, has made the water in Cambridge very salty. And so someone asked, like, how does that affect the beer? And he said, like, it makes it. Like, we yeah. have something that's so unique and so different like no one else has the water that yep. we, like the kind of water that we use here and like it adds a different element to the beers and it's so, it was so uh cool to hear that and to totally. be to be uh drinking beers with that water it's kind of like you know new york and bagels like the water yeah. in new york is supposed to be different and like so that he, to hear like that the water in cambridge is actually like it, it, it's something different and making this i you know this new england ipa different was really cool and definitely a spot we'll have to go. I think we have like seen that in our own lives, right? Like we brewed a Foberon, <laughs> like an Oberon clone. Bell sent us the ingredients. We used all the same ingredients and our beer came out so differently, whether that was method or user error or water or, you know, flavorings in our pot. Like yeah. who knows? But it's just such a good example of like you start with the same core ingredients and depending on like where you are in the world and the temperature where you yep. are, the temperature it ferments, like you end up with something so special. I'm just like waxing poetic about beer, but totally. I, I love drinking local stuff. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So all in all, uh, it was a great excuse to sit down and drink some unique beers. And like we got to... Got, we got, made it got, an got event. To, we make everything an event. Yeah, exactly. We made, made an event, got to uh, listen to some cool some cool facts, yeah, things, we did, th- things we liked, things we didn't like. It was all good. Uh, we would talk about running, but neither of us really ran that much that much last week. 
So I had a great long run. We both had good long runs. Yeah, but but that was my only run of the week. That was my second run of the week. So it was not. It was it was a busy week at work. Uh, we didn't really run that much. So what we're gonna talk about instead is uh, we got some news right before recording about the Baltimore Ten Miler, which is uh, the traditional second leg of the King Crab Challenge, but this year will be the first because the Frederick Half Marathon is being moved to uh, July. July instead of its traditional time in May. When it's not 120 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, so it's the first week it's the first week of May and it's really great running weather right now. Yeah. And uh, we're going to trade that for the worst running well, weather. Uh, but so the Baltimore 10 miler made an announcement today. What 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 was that? So they are doing a live race mm-hmm. on the date they originally intended in June. But they are, they could not get a permit from the city of Baltimore. So they are doing it, looks like maybe like 45 minutes, an hour north of Baltimore. Yeah. Maybe less. I looked it up on a map. I didn't get directions. But they're doing it like on a completely different course. And this race. a completely different city. Right. Like Like, not even like within Baltimore, but a different course. It's in Baltimore County. Is it? That's what they said. I looked at the the site. like, we're doing it in Baltimore County, one year only. I mean, I feel like it would be like saying this race, like, it would be like doing Army 10 Miler in Fairfax, right? Like, it's just not, it's not in D.C. It's like doing the George Washington Parkway on I-95. Like, it's like, oh, well, this is the only time it's going to happen in this location. Yeah, and the Baltimore 10 Miler is a race, like, this year the medals are cheetahs. And like two years ago or last year, they were flamingos. Like the race starts and ends at the zoo. Right. And is like kind of zoo themed. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really weird to not have it at the zoo. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I've talked enough. What do you think? So I am a, I'm a mixed bag on this one. Two legs of the King Crab Challenge. I'm, I'm, I want to do... The King Crab Challenge this year. Guys, Kyle wants to do the King Crab Challenge, like, more than anything. I this just... is Before you were even, like, a runner, I feel like you would go with me yep. to packet pickup and be like, but I want that big I medal, though. I just want... It's a nine-pound medal. It's enormous. It's huge, and it's beautiful. It will break wonderful. our medal rack. Like, we're going to have to mount it separately. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> it's going to we'll go... we like a wrought iron hook it's, just it's for that gonna, We're, we're going to hang it on our on our uh, front door as like a door knocker, probably. Uh, so, two legs of the King Cram Challenge, which I really want to complete, and I want to do it this year because I think it's going to be a great celebration of life being kind of back to normal-ish, right? Uh and two legs of it go in Baltimore. They're supposed to be the Baltimore 10 miler and then the Baltimore half marathon. Baltimore half marathon is very different courses. Very. Baltimore half marathon is like by the Inner Harbor, sure. and Baltimore 10 miler is in like a really different part of the city by the zoo. Sure. So there, there's no overlap between sure. the two, which feels important to point out. So my thought is like, I, am I going to. I, am I going to lose a lot by not having one of those? Lot, uh, uh, am I going to lose a lot of the experience by not having one of those races in Baltimore? And like, part of me is like, this could be kind of really interesting. Like this ten mile run through like 
rolling countryside. The only time that, it's ever going to happen. O- it's the only allegedly, time, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but it's the only time, like kind of what we were t- saying, we've said before about like Army Ten Miler. Uh, my, I, I was wearing my shirt the other day, and it says "Virtual Edition" on it. And like, you know, like there's these experiences that we have, uh, we have done virtually, where it's like this is the only time. Like this race has been going on for you know, like this, like the Santa Hustle half yep. marathon we did. Like these are races that have been going on forever. That like this is the one time you can do it this way. It's a very unique experience. I feel very much that way about Marine Corps. Like same. Given the timing of Marine Corps, like fingers crossed, this year will be in person. Right. So like, it's the only virtual marine corps and like we have that medal and like everyone who has that medal or has our shirts like it's not like it's not like it was a hybrid right like everyone had this super weird experience together right. in some way and so part of me is like oh it sucks that like this race isn't going to be in baltimore and that's like the traditional experience but right now more of me is like it's a one-off unique experience that like only people who run this race this year will get and it'll be uh super different and uh you know honestly it's in hunt hunt valley maryland something like that hunts hunt something maryland when would i ever go to this place uh, otherwise like like it'd be it's a it's a uh uh, valley is right hunt valley look at me uh it's a reason to go to a, uh, a place that I never would go before, uh, otherwise. The race will start and finish at the Hunt Valley Town Center. The 10-mile course will wind through the beautiful country roads of Hunt Valley and return you to the town center. So it's not like, oh, it'll be in like a different city or a different part of Baltimore. It sounds like it's going to be quite different yeah, from the normal race. So it's going to be really, really different. Uh, it's part of the King Crab Challenge. So like, I will be knocking off one of the races. Uh, and like... I'm going to run, you know, God willing, if the Baltimore Half Miler goes off, I'm going to run in Baltimore uh, in the fall. It's going to be really short, though. The half? Yeah. So the Baltimore Half Miler. I'm running a oh, half, half marathon. Miler. Oh, you, you looked at me, and I was like, I, I thought, like, so. I, I was planning on running 13 miles. Pull, pull is, the is there hi- an option where I can we'll run pull a half the, mile? We'll pull the, the curtain back. Uh, the, the, the cat is laying down next to me, and I thought you were looking at, you were looking at me, and I thought, like, oh, the cat must be doing something cute no. right now. No, I just misspoke. Uh, so miler. the <laughs> Baltimore Half Miler. It's because we've been saying 10 miler so yes, much. Like, I, I don't So the Baltimore you, but... Half Marathon is in Baltimore. Uh, and I'm like I'm going to I'm going to run a long race in Baltimore in the fall if I do this challenge. So am I losing that much? Are we losing that much by doing uh, like should we, should we defer again to the fall? And I'm kind of leaning toward or to, toward 2022, I should say. Uh, and I'm kind of leaning toward no. I definitely don't think we should defer. I, I think we should. Uh, Burp, sorry. Um, I think we should... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not editing that out. No. I uh, I know we always talk about our beers again at the end, but like I'm plowing through this. It's so good. Yeah, no, you really... I mean, I think we're both really enjoying our beers, yes. Um, I think we should definitely do it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not thinking about deferring it again. Like, if the races happen, I didn't want to do the races virtually and just get, like, mailed a big medal, right? Like, I want to cross the finish line in Baltimore and, like, get the big medal yeah so but, i think but, that's but, the key the key moment is finishing the, in baltimore sure like if the races happen I, i'm in yeah my feeling and you know like i thought so much about 
the Boston Marathon and the yeah. fact that they're doing it virtually. And it's like a lot of what you said, right? Like only time in the race's history that they're going to like open it up to everyone and do it virtually. It's like this really unique, weird pandemic thing. And everyone was like, well, it doesn't count. Like it's not a real Boston because you're not like running it on the Boston course. Like there's no heartbreak hill. And I'm like, same can be said for this, right? Like I'm having a, I would be having a drastically different experience than people who have run it on like the traditional course. Like, does that make it less of a race? Yeah. I Here's the thing. In my day-to-day life, I talk to very few people about running in depth. Like, I'm always so afraid that I'm going to be, like, wearing a Baltimore 10-miler shirt and someone's going to be like, oh, remember that big hill at the end? And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, no, I didn't run I it. I ran it in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Literally, this has never happened to right, me that right. someone has been like, do you remember this really specific thing about this race? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. Like, it's insane. It's right. a super crazy thing that happens in my head. Yes. But, like, that, so, like, I mean, it's different from a virtual race because, like, they're putting it on and there'll be other people and it'll be happening in person. But, like, I feel like you can make a lot of the arguments that you would for a virtual race that you're not getting, like, the quote-unquote real experience. In the email, they said, like, we understand if this changes your plans, if you want to defer. I wonder what people will do. I, I think I, I'm in if you're in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm in, too. There we go. Uh, glad we, we worked this out in the pod. But I uh, am curious. I, I would be curious if a ton of people are going to bail because yeah. it's not. Also, I would love to actually do like the Baltimore 10 miler course some year. Because yeah. it seems really cool. No, definitely. definitely well, I mean, well, I'm going to be. Sign me up for any race and every race after all this. Think right? about how long ago we signed up for King Crab. I'm pretty sure it was like fall of 2019. It was like, it was like right either right at the end of 2019 or right at the beginning of 2020. It was a long time ago. Uh, we lived in many different places since then. Uh, yeah. It was, it is, uh, it's just, a, 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 it's more about, it's more like what we were talking about before with how crazy this year is going to be with racing. Now the Baltimore 10 miler is going to take place a half hour outside Baltimore. Like, yeah. that's insane. Uh, it's going to happen. It's the only way that they're going to be able to do it uh, in person but like, it's just it's just like this this year is gonna be insane. And like I was I was looking over my, I was adjusting my training schedule today to um, ramp up. Like we talked we talked talk about this over the weekend. I haven't run more like since the last beer fest we did. I have not run more than ten miles. So I need to ramp up to make sure like to start training for a ten miler or be able to, like just get get a ten miler under my belt before we run this race. I have no intention of running it fast because it's gonna be hot. Yeah, but like I need to be able to finish exactly. It. Uh, but I was adjusting my training plan, and I realized that the Baltimore Half Marathon, where we're finishing the King Crab Challenge, is the day before the uh, as yet not scheduled in person, but if it was to be in person, it would be that date, Army 10 Miler. And both of these, like, Baltimore Marathon Half Marathon, it's the Baltimore Running Festival yes. in the fall. So it's Marathon, Half Marathon, 10K, 5K, all sorts of challenges, like... It's, when I used to have like a ton of runner friends, it's a thing that a ton of people go up from DC to do. Like both of these races are sort of staples yeah. in the DC running calendar. So I'm probably gonna run them back to back. I'm a hundred percent not. <laughs> well, as I said, uh, my twenty mile. I was supposed to have a twenty mile run, that, and my training plan has me doing a twenty mile run and then tapering that weekend. So do two races instead. Yeah, love it. But it, it's gonna be just a really interesting year and. I think 
it's it's things are changing so fast right now. As we record、yeah. this in early May of 2021, like some places are starting to just like repeal tons of restrictions all at once in a couple weeks, and like other places aren't. Like New York City just announced today, like okay, all or New York, I guess not just a city. New York said like okay, on May 19th, all pandemic restrictions are going to be、uh, lifted, and in Washington D.C., like. Dining is still at twenty five percent, and like there's bans on like lots of different like you know there there are many many restrictions, and like those aren't being lifted yet, and those aren't and like there's not really a serious consideration of it, and like so it's it just shows that like you know they could they could probably have like the if the ball if the New York if the New York City Marathon wanted to put its race on at full capacity in November, then it has the the say from the government now to do it. Whereas like DC half or the Marine Corps、uh, maybe isn't in that same position right now. They still have a lot of uncertainty because the restrictions are so varied by place. I mean, I think you can see that with the example of this race, right? Like you can't get a permit in Baltimore, exactly. But thirty minutes away, it's fine to like have this whole race. You need. They are taking some mitigation measures. You need masks at the start and finish.、It's、nothing crazy.、Though. And you have to run like with a mask on you. Yeah. So like, if you're with, like, if you're running next to someone you don't know for a while, you're supposed to put it on. Like, so you can meet it for the end. But like, to pass people, you don't have to wear it, it which seems very you, in line. It with, said if you、uh, end up running with a large group of unknown runners, put your mask on, and like, I would just slow down or and just, not run, right? Or, I mean, like, I'm thinking of the only people who would do that. It's like pace groups, right? Like, that's like, oh, like, yeah, I, I, I want to maybe that. I, I think that's probably the the scenario they're talking about. But like, that makes sense for most people who run the race, like. I know that like I think lots of people enjoy pay, like being around pacers, but I think you know there's usually like a cluster around a pacer, and then there's most people running their own race, right? So like that affects a, sm- a relatively small group of、right. people.、Uh, so what's going to happen to pace groups though? I think I mean, you know what's going to happen is they're going to social distance and block off the course for the rest <laughs> of us.、Uh, no, I, I think I think that's an interesting question, and it's something that like hadn't thought about it at all. Yeah, I, th- I like I think that's something that's going to I don't know. I mean, here's like the CDC last week lifted an out-、uh, outdoor mask mandate, and it's and it's never really been in place for vigorous exercise. It's more of been a common courtesy. Uh, to put your mask up when you're running as you are running around、uh, people, but like, I don't think the science is there to show that it's a a big transmission area. So like, I think that we're all in the stage right now where we're, I think everyone's starting to contemplate unlearning this learned behavior that they、uh, you know the last year has instilled in us, and、um, who knows what is, you know maybe by the fall when there's fall racing season maybe then like. No, none of these mask、uh, restrictions will be there, but like, who knows? When I think about like the difficulty in hosting big races like Marine Corps, the biggest, you know, you have people gathering at the start, but it's easy to wear a mask at the start. Yeah, take it off, run, put it on at the finish. That's fine. To me, the hardest thing is packet pickup.、Sure. How do you do? You know, Pacers did it so well. You walk up to a tent, grab it, and leave. But that was a really small race. Like, think about. Going to like getting to National Harbor, we got we took buses to National、yep. Harbor. We picked up our bibs. You know, all the vendors are there. Like, do you do that outside? How do you account for weather? Like, to me, p- 
packet pickup at big races yeah. is the hardest thing to overcome. Mail them. Charging enough money for them anyway. But then you lose out on all the money people spend on random junk, on yeah. gear and I th on I think it's random the, socks I mean, and random if, booths. For, for me right now, if like, if, you know, if you go to, I mean, that's, God, Marine Corps really does do it in three different, like, they have the packet pickup in Maryland, the race starts and ends in Virginia, and most of it's in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with a bunch of, bunch of different jurisdictions there. Yeah. Uh, but, like, let's say you're going to, you know, if you're, let's, let's simplify and pick a race that's in one place. Let's, I mean, our, Marine Corps used to do packet pickup at the armory. And Army 10 Miler still does. Right. So that's like pretty so much say, all within DC. Yeah. So, okay. So let's say you're, uh, you're the Marine Corps Marathon and like this year, you're, the Washington DC is like, like Virginia being a little bit more uh, loose with its restrictions is like, you can have the start line, everyone wears a mask and like you can, fi you can finish here and it's all good. Uh, but DC is like, you know, you can't do packet pickup at the armory with uh the current you know with the current restrictions in place like this is too many people mail it for a year and just send the shirts and bibs to everyone you can still hand out the medals of the challenge coins at the end and I mean, like look, look that's at what, what we get. did last year right we like drove and picked it up i think that's and maybe that's the answer is that a lot of like the out the out of state people kind of be screwed by mm. that uh because like you're not gonna rent a car just to go or take an uber right. down to quantico to but drive like, down you to get could there. have had it mailed this year but we opted to pick it up right. i think it's a nice option yeah and they, and they have a year of experience doing it with virtual now so i think that like to get through this year maybe that's the maybe that's the answer and like that sucks for a lot of people who you know if you're if you're someone who if, if you're geico and you're at every expo ever or like these places that sell a lot of stuff. Brooks and Bolega, yeah. like all the shoe a, a places. Lot of, and... A lot of those places are going to be selling their shoes regardless, right? But like, I'm thinking of more of like, you know, the the random people who are selling the... We had to know, throw away our bags. We had so many Geico grocery bags yeah. from Expos. I'm thinking more of like the, the the places that are always in the middle that have like the beans and and like uh, yeah. socks and all the all, all like the little things like... It sucks for them, and that kind of like business is gonna be really hurt by it. Like I don't know, but I don't know if that's just like a running store that's popping up or what. But like, anyone who who you know, if expos are part of your business, you're probably not going to be doing too well anyway right now. But like, I don't see like you know, especially like talk about like Run Disney. There are gonna be no. There's not gonna be like uh, 500 people waiting in a line in a ballroom to get into the merch area yeah like that kind of stuff you know and you're not going to sell a ton of merch you're going to make it available online anyway so i think I, I i hope people have you know in order to if 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 the expo is what's standing in between people being able to do an in-person race or uh having to go virtual i hope people have learned lessons from this past year i know i just love a good expo i love a good expo too um kind of talking about permitting and virtual races and maybe think about marine corps like I wonder if it would get to a situation where, like, Virginia is like, yeah, come on. And they, like, m much like the Baltimore 10-miler, it's like, well, we're running the course in Virginia this year, yeah. right? It's not unthinkable. It's not. It's, which, it's, is, which would be crazy. Yeah. And I also feel like, I mean, I don't know Baltimore very well, so maybe I'm saying something's not religious. But, like, starting and ending at the zoo feels different from, like, 
running down the mall and seeing the Washington Monument and the Capitol. And like DC is just like, I feel like people do rock and roll and Army 10 Miler and Marine Corps for like those iconic marathon yeah. monument moments. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of the biggest marathons in the, in the country, right? Like people it's come. People's Marathon. It's the People's Marathon. Like it's, it would be a really interesting scenario. I mean, it, it's, it's a very unique race in that it, it crosses over two states and a federal district. I hadn't really thought about the fact that like the packet pickup was in Maryland. Like it does have a a foot in all three legs of the DMV. I suppose that could always be changed. Like they could just... uh, Did they sign a contract with National Harbor when they agreed to go out there? Like they went there, they went there last year doing uh, the the virtual pickups. Well, uh, true. But so, that I don't know. It's just interesting. It, it's it, it's a whole different side of it than like yeah. The, because everyone thinks this is like the this is the same thing with like you think about sporting events or outdoor concerts, whatever whatever it may be the outdoor event that you're thinking of and you're like well that's safe why can't they just they can they can do that it's outside and like you can space people apart and it's fine, but it's the parts like for a race yeah. When you're running the race, or you're at the start line, yeah, or at the finish, like yeah, you can you can space out a little bit, but the expo, you're exposing all those workers have to hand, you know, unless they're vaccinated, and you can't guarantee that you can, and, you, and like there's nothing requiring you to check, uh, those those workers have to stand there and hand every t-shirt to people, and like they're being exposed to thousands of people, and so like that's where the danger is it's not on the race course it's not like really at the start and the finish line it's it, it's in the expo it's uh transporting to and from the start line in buses or whatever it may be like that's the part that you have to really think about and i mean early on in the pandemic i feel like part of the reason why i mean races couldn't happen because we had no idea what was going on and it was just like right. we're shutting everything but like if there are bad flare-ups places, like, do you want to take medical personnel out of hospitals to be along the course? Do you want to yeah. take ambul- ambulances out of commission to be along the course? Like, there are considerations beyond just, like, the running of the race. Like, you know, should should the city, when people... And, and this is maybe less the case now. I mean, vaccines are still rolling out. But, like, would I rather have my county focusing on like approving race plans or on like getting people vaccinated like right. i think it's just a low priority for people which like fair right i do think that like hopefully a lot of that decision making yes and um a lot of those concerns will be uh no longer a a concern when we get to the fall yes uh by then hopefully vaccinations will be prevalent enough and like the you know i think a lot of people are projecting the reason these places are reopening is because they project case levels and death levels and serious case levels mm-hmm. to be uh low low enough that the medical system can handle it so right uh so we'll see i don't know it's gonna be really it's gonna, i mean we keep keep saying this it's gonna be really weird it's gonna be really strange but yeah. um this this baltimore 10 miler news really just opened that up for us today i mean as i think about the fall i'm going to do a marathon that I signed up to run in April of 2020. And my plan is to run like the GW Parkway Classic as my last taper run, which is also supposed to happen in April. April. Like I'm just going to like move spring racing season to the fall. I mean, I think a lot of people are. That's like, and like, that's the, that's the really weird thing is that I could also, I could run, 
my uh, what's that rock and roll half is that same weekend right like it's just, yeah. it's just a really strange time and it's gonna be a really weird year and then we get to do it like all these races that like uh happen in the fall are gonna happen if provided they move back to their usual schedule right we'll hope it move back to the spring uh really soon and in 2022 if as long as the world cooperates but it's all really interesting interesting stuff to talk about there's a lot of stuff with this it's easy to be like oh like the course got moved and like oh we have too many races but a year ago we were having none of these conversations so (laughs) you know what i am hashtag blessed to have two races in a weekend and worry about stuff like this all our 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 conversations a, a year ago were like can we go running safely are we are we bad people for going for runs so the fact that it's uh, come to this point is much better, much preferred to the conversations we were having a year ago. How's your beer? I finished it. We yeah, both finished. W- you our finished beers. your beer a while ago. I know. I love it. It's one of the bad things about like doing what like we've done with the challenge, what we've done with the IPA fest. That there's only one. I know. And like Tavauer, I want like. Sometimes, you know, I ordered one today that, thankfully, it was like you could only order two, four, six, or eight, so I got two, yeah. but when you get one, it's just gone. It's so sad. I know. I do feel sort of sad. But then again, halftime is shipping, so we could just buy more. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy sigh. It's, it's, it was just really good. It was a, That was a really good one. Um, can I do a quick question? See if anyone has answers? Yes. I want to do something really cool with all the cans. That I have from this running challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have what seven cans? I think so. Six think cans, so. seven cans, and I don't think I'm getting the labels off of them. No, I'm definitely not getting labels no. off. Um, but I would like to do like a fun craft project to have them all from this. So if anyone has any fun beer can craft ideas where I could like put a bunch of them together, yeah, hit us up on Instagram. It's a great idea. And where can they follow us on Instagram? At Running on Tap. My beer is great too. And oh no! I, I wasn't I, trying. I know, to... no. The segue was so good okay. that I had to do it. How is your beer? Uh, it's wonderful. I I really enjoyed this. This was so good. I just cheers myself. Um, How's your new glass? New glass is perfect for this type of beer. It made it uh, just wonderful. If you want to see the glass, I'm pretty sure we posted it on Instagram. You did. I took a picture. You did. I took a picture, but then I drank a beer and forgot to put it on Instagram. Uh, the it, running on tap story. The running on tap story. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, this is this is definitely my favorite beer I've had from Drucker so far. It, it's weird that like I've actually had several beers from this North Dakota. Uh, they brewery. seem much like Mountains Walking. They're like kind of a random brewery that is more prevalent than I would expect. A random brewery that has found the right channels to distribute and get noticed. But all of theirs are like the brains, but just like different flavor of, variations of brains. Lots of they have a lot of those. They have lots of. Just different smoothie yeah. beers, uh, but this is a really, really, really strong uh, addition uh, to the double IPA, hazy IPA category. I liked it a lot. Uh, art is cool too. It's very. There's a lot going on. I mean, on it here. looks like a Drecker can. It, it looks very doomsday. Uh, so yeah, really, really great beer. Uh, really enjoyed. Really enjoyed only having one. I wish there were more. Sad. Uh, but if you want to listen to us more, talk about the beers that we can only have one of, uh, listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and other 
Shout out to other. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. And we will be back with you next week. Have a good one.